Hey everybody, this is Jamie Nunley, lead pastor of Victory Fellowship Church. Thanks for listening to the VFC Sermon Podcast. At the end of this episode, please take a moment to download our free VFC Thomasville app, where you can access all of our messages, sermon notes, announcements, and small group lessons. This app is the easiest way to keep up with everything going on here at VFC. So please enjoy the following sermon. We hope it encourages you in your walk with Jesus and helps you to belong, believe, and become. Enjoy. And I have the honor of introducing our speaker this morning. But before I do, next Sunday kicks off our summer series of Elephants in the Room. Let me tell you, um, Jamie and I talked this last week on what he's going to share on next week. You don't want to miss it. It's going to be a tremendous series this summer, and uh, I can't wait to hear what he has to say for it. So don't miss Elephants in the Room. But this morning, our speaker is Scott DeBose. I got to know Scott probably 20 years ago. He and I instantly became friends. Um, We instantly became family. His family became my family, and my family became his family. We found out we share the same birthday. We found out we share the same favorite Bible verse. We find out we share the same haircut. (laughs) We found out that his oldest grandson and three of my grandchildren all celebrate the same birthday. So we have a lot in common, but he has always been a go-to guy. And when I was looking for some adjectives this morning to to share who Scott is, I, I Googled godly man, and there was his picture. He's just a godly man in everything he does and the way he lives his life and the way he treats people. And I don't want to take up any more of his time. You guys, please make welcome Scott DeBose. Well, good morning. How are y'all doing? Thanks, Tim, for um, all that. and um, Love you. But... um. I want to start up by just saying thank you for to Jamie, and um, he he talked to me earlier this year about sharing my story, and I was like, of course, and um, then I was like, oh, I'm gonna be in front of a bunch of people, but anyway, <laughs> that's okay, it's okay. Um, anyway, like Tim said, my name's Scott DeBose. Um, the, those of you that don't know me, but um, we've been coming here probably about four years. Um, close to four years and became partners soon after that and um, I tell you what I love this church um, it's an amazing place to be so if if you want to get closer to God um, jump in his word but come to VFC (laughs) Um, um, I've been married to my wife I'm going to say this so just Go ahead and listen. My smoking hot wife. For, <laughs> for 30 years. Um, and so I, what I'm starting, I was going to start out by just kind of introducing my family and stuff. And so I was going to say, I've been married to my wife for 30 years. And God said, you going to go on or are you going to share about that? I said, okay. So I'm going to share about um, being married for 30 years and how that happened. And. Um, what, what's going on with that? But first of all, putting God first in your marriage is a very important thing. Um, but being selfless 
And um, so, well, what's that mean? Well, putting your wife before yourself in everything that you do. Um, don't, you know, when I don't want to do things, do it anyway. Because that's your, that's your wife. That's the love of your life. Um, in Ephesians 5, 21 through 26, it says, Submit one to another out of reference, reverence for Christ. Wives, submit yourselves to your own husbands as you do to the Lord. For the, hu- the husband is the head of the wife, as Christ is the head of the church, his body of which he is the Savior. Now, as the church submits to Christ, so also wives should submit to their husbands in everything. Husbands, love your wives. Just as Christ loved the church and gave himself up for her, making, to make her, her holy, cleansing her by the washing of the water of the word. So the word is very important in your marriage, in your life. Um, I want to share one more verse and I'll get into some of my story. Um, you know, my story, which I'll get into in just a minute, is uh, um, healing and um, different things. But my story is... Um, Growing up in a Christian home and growing up um, with an awesome wife and family. So, um, in Luke ten twenty seven, it says, "Love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind, with all your strength, and love your neighbor as yourself." So, um, I just wanted to start out with that scripture, and um, so the part of sorry. My page wouldn't turn. I want to um, kind of real quick, just um, my sister, Michelle, I don't think she's here yet, but um, as Mary Todd met, and um, my, my daughter, Erin and Daniel, um, Tim was talking about our grandkids. Well, we have three grandkids, Trevor, Aurora, and, and Finley. Um, I love my kids, but wait till you have grandkids. If you don't have grandkids, just wait. Wait till you have grandkids. But um, Jacob and Allison, they'll be here at Second Service. They just got married in May. Um, my mom and dad, Mike and Cheryl, my mother-in-law and father-in-law, Sherry and Woody, is here. And then my brother and sister-in-law, hopefully, will be here Second Service. Mikey and Renee and Derek and Bonnie and their kids. So besides my relationship with Jesus and my wife, My family is the most important thing to me. They're there to lift you up, you know, when things are going good or bad. They're there to um, rejoice with you in in your accomplishments. Um, So I was thinking about um, my family and and different things. And my first thing that came to mind was my dad. Um, You know, when you're um, growing up, in God, when you're growing up in things of God, and um, I need to hurry. Um, you need a mentor. My dad's my mentor. You know, he's the one that's that instilled in me the things of God and knowing who I'm in Christ and um, different things like that. So it's important to have a mentor. Tina was raised up in the same way because of. 
them teaching me who I am in Christ, um, I was able to teach my family the same thing. It's important as a dad to be the spiritual leader of your family, to lead by example, to be the, the dad God has called you to be. You have to be selfish and live by the word. Um, you know, it's interesting when I was kind of writing this out that um, I met two people. When I was born, I had an enlarged heart. I met two people, or I met, not met, I, knew, I know of two people that have enlarged hearts right now. And I, you know, my mom always said I was born with a large heart. I'm like, well, what's that mean? And um, she said, well, the doctor said you'd grow out of it. And, um, well, I kind of Googled it and looked it up, and it can be serious stuff. But, um, so anyway, we, um, I'll get back to that a little later in the, my story. But, um, I'm breathing. I'm good. But um, when, when I was about six, we went to the Presbyterian Church and um, um, kind of learned the things of the Bible and different things. And I think my dad and my mom knew there was kind of more to just going to church and stuff. So it was interesting. The pastor at that church started going to a full gospel businessmen's meetings. And um, that he invited mom and dad to one of the revivals there. We lived in a little town called Millbrook, Alabama, and, um, outside of Montgomery, kind of like Boston is to Thomasville. And um, I developed Bell's palsy at the time. I don't know if, if you don't know what that is. It's kind of your face is, one side of your face droops. And, um, you know, I was eight, seven or eight. So what does a seven or eight-year-old think when their face is kind of, drooping that they're kind of deformed or something's going on with them and um well during the meeting the preacher called for anyone that needed healing to to come down front so um my mom and dad kind of you know drove me down front and I didn't know what was going on I'm like okay and um I was healed instantly guys instantly my face was back to normal so um I mean so imagine how, how your spiritual life kind of takes a turn right at that moment. You know there's more than just going to church and learning Bible stories about um, things like that. But, um, so through that, we started going to a church in Montgomery, Alabama, First Seminary of God in Montgomery. And um, they actually started a school there that... Um, a Christian school. Me and my sister went for three years until we got trans- my dad got transferred here, and um, so that's kind of where my life began as in a charismatic Pentecostal background, um, and just learning the things of God, learning the things of the Spirit, um, is really impactful in my life during those first. I mean, that's was third grade through fifth grade, and. And um, God, just seeing God transform my life, my family's life, and, and the things that, hold on, it was really cool, but um, I need to hurry, sorry.
So I'm going to skip a little. Um, so I grew up high school, college, all that was great. Um, learning the things of God, knowing that he was faithful in everything that um, I did. Um, got married in 1992 to um, that great, awesome woman over there. Um, I will say, we were dating on and off in, in right around high school time, and I don't know what my problem was, but <laughs> I, wouldn't, I wouldn't give her the time of day, or I'd, we'd go on a date, and anyway, I came to my senses, and um, anyway, we got married in 1992, had um, Aaron and Jacob, as I said, and um, things were going good, rocking and rolling, you know, had good jobs, um, there were times that that was kind of up and down, because you got laid off twice, I got laid off because the company's closed, um, but you know what? God provided even more, even more than um, we could ask, think, or imagine. So, um, so in, night, in um, the fall of 2004, which, you know, we had been married about 13 years or so, um, my throat started hurting a little bit, or a lot of bit. I couldn't hardly swallow. That's how much it hurt. But, you know, as a man... We don't need to go to the doctor. <laughs> um, I'll get over it. Uh, you know, I couldn't eat. I couldn't swallow. But it was okay, you know. <laughs> uh, anyway, I finally went to the doctor, and um, they tested me for all kinds of things, strep and all this, and gave me some medicine and sent me home. And uh, they didn't do anything. In fact, my, my throat got so bad, I couldn't, it was almost like this. I mean, I couldn't, I couldn't hardly swallow. Um, so they sent me to a specialist to check, to do a biopsy of my throat. And um, that was fun because they went down my, up my nasal passages and down and looked with a camera and all that stuff like that. Um, okay. Um, so then um, I... They called me back to the doctor's office after two weeks. It took them two weeks to figure out what was going on. I'm like, what in the world? So um, the doctors, I went, I just went, just me. So I didn't think nothing was up, really. And um, the doctor said I had lymphoma in my throat. So I had throat cancer. So by this time, like I said, I couldn't hardly swallow. You know, in Ephesians 4, 6 through 7, it says... Don't be anxious about anything, but in every situation. So don't be anxious doesn't mean just don't be anxious. It means don't worry. Don't have doubt. Don't have unbelief. But in every situation by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your request to God. And the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and mind in Christ Jesus. So when the doctor came in, I had a peace because that's what we lived throughout our life. Not that it wasn't scary at times, but I had a peace. I knew that God was there to provide. Um, so when you have that diagnosis, it costs a lot of money. And I, guess what? I didn't have insurance. 
So we decided to get to apply for insurance about at the same time. And they said, there's no way. You know, back then there was pre-existing conditions. Now there's not. But back then they were like, it won't pay, sorry. You can go in and apply for it, but it won't pay anything. I said, okay. So we got to trust in God even more. So I started chemo. So when you have chemo, you have to get white blood cell treatments, shots. They were $10,000 a piece. One, one shot was $10,000. Doctor visits, I had scans, CT scans, CAT scans, MRIs. I don't know how many. It was kind of overwhelming, but no more. Going back to my enlarged heart real quick. Um, before I started chemo, they wanted to do a heart test because I had five different chemo treatments that were very strong. One of them was so strong that um, it's called the Red Devil. Isn't that nice? And, um, but they said they had to test my heart to make sure it was strong enough to, to take the chemo. I'm like, okay. So the doctor came back and said, you have one of the strongest hearts I've ever seen. So, you know, God was working in my life from the beginning. I had an enlarged heart when I was born. I'm like, why do I have that? And they said, well, you'll grow out of it. Well, I guess I needed that strong heart, didn't I? So my wife um, had been working in insurance her whole life, so she was working to try to get that figured out, why, you know, to get them to pay. And I said, there's still no way, there's no way. So... Um, I have five minutes to finish. I'm just saying. Okay. Um, so, um, you know, during this time, um, church family, friends were praying, helping financially. You know, I couldn't work sometimes, but God always provided. Always provided. We had people putting money on that didn't even know I was sick, putting money on my windshield at church, you know, giving me checks, giving me cash, um, having fundraisers. Um, as Tim mentioned earlier about our, our favorite verse. is Proverbs 3, 5, and 6. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Don't lean on your own understandings. In all your ways, acknowledge him, and he'll make your path straight. Straight. So I started chemo, like I said, several different kinds. Um, we didn't tell our kids at first. I don't know. I was young and not very wise, I guess. But we finally told them, and um, you know what? They they grabbed hold of it because they were had been taught the word of God, and he, they knew what was going on. And um, my daughter. Um, Read Psalms 91 over me. I was going to read it, but I don't have time. But I don't. It talks about he who dwells in the shelter of the Almighty will rest in shelter of the Most High will rest in the shadow of the Almighty. Um, read that chapter. It's really important. My son, she was 11 at the time. My son Jacob was five at the time, and um, so we helped him. His his nana, my mom, helped him with the verse. 
It was every plant, it was Matthew 15, 13, every plant that my father hasn't planted will be pulled up by the roots. He wrote in the rosebud parade with the um, note card on the back of his bike with the root on it. And people would ask him what it meant. And he told them, this is for the cancer that God pulled up by the roots from my daddy. So, anyway. So, um, I went through chemo real quick. I went through chemo for eight weeks. Um, went through radiation for two weeks. 15 spots around my neck every day. And, um, sorry, I'm going to say this, but I threw up every time after radiation. Because um, it's kind of sensitive around your neck, you know, the different things. Um, so after my first chemo treatment, um, I couldn't eat. It was only boost me like kind of like insure type thing and so um but the this was right before Easter was my first treatment um Easter morning I wouldn't let Tina look in my throat and um Easter morning I said Tina come here come here come here and there was nothing there Amen. nothing there after one treatment there's nothing there. Um, so I finished my treatments, both set of treatments, um, by the end of July. So we were still dealing with the insurance and them not paying and all that good stuff. And, um, or bad stuff, I don't know. Um, but in the meantime, this was in July, the cancer was gone. Gone, 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 gone. The follow-up was every three to six months for five years. So I had to go every three months for a while, then every six months for a while, and but for five years and um, no nothing at all. So in the end, all the bills were paid. Get that. How'd the insurance pay and they weren't going to? 400, $486,000. So, you know, the merchants were talking about tithing and giving and believing and knowing God's going to provide. Hey, he does. Um, and get this, all the deductibles that I owed, all the missed time at work, all my bills were taken care of through friends and family and people giving and praying and believing. So, um, so guess what? Now y'all know. Oh, it's time to go. God is awesome and faithful. Um, let me see if I can throw one more thing on here. I don't know if I can. I probably can't. Love God so you can love people and minister and you can minister to them. So um
I had a lot more, but um, that's okay. And um, thank you for letting me share. Thank you all for um, um, being who you are. Jamie. Hey, once again, thanks for listening to the VFC podcast. If you live in the Thomasville area, we would love for you to connect with us in person. For more information about our weekly gatherings, including service times and directions, just visit us at vfcthomasville.org.